Hello everybody, it's Graham Cove with another My Music. It's been too long. Uh, you've waited long enough this week for me to chat to somebody else about music. So that's about to happen. But first, a very important message from our sponsor, the wonderful, lovely Analog Trash, about how you can support independent music out there. very abrupt ending to that wonderful video um were you watching that as it was going through james uh trying to see how many people you could name uh yes and well also just marveling at that it's a very impressive uh, little video i've not seen it before it's, it's rather lovely isn't it yeah uh, what, what was your favorite part my 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 favorite still is the, the throwing of the guitar into the um, swimming pool i, I, I feel like the, the, i don't know if it was like a cat puppet or the something. puppet yeah, yeah. I, I got a feeling of that spray that yes. was behind that, but yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of typical of their uh, sense of humour, shall we say? <laughs> Having met and talked to them before, uh, wonderful. So, tell tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did music start for you? Where, where when did you first start getting into making music? Um, well. I think a, a long time ago, really. So I, I was into music from a very early age, and I think I started making, well, probably I, I think I actually started write, writing lyrics. I think um, when I was kind of like eight or nine. Um, I'm wow. terrible, I'm quite sure. Uh, but I used to kind of do that with a couple of friends, and then um, we try and like sing sing them like, without any backing, but just try and sing the lyrics. And like I had a, a little ghetto blaster that had a, um, a, a dubbing function, so you could kind of record uh straight into it so so we used to do that um and then i think there was probably quite a big gap then of me uh making any kind of real music but i, I probably got into doing it properly when i was i don't know probably about 16 or so um just starting you know joining bands and trying to write stuff but i think i'd always i never really went through the phase of learning lots of other people's songs i kind of went straight into um writing your own yeah. writing. Uh, it always interested me more than, uh, than learning other people's stuff, which I think in hindsight probably hasn't made me the, the most uh, wonderful player of any instrument because I've, I've not gone through that phase of learning all the stuff. I've just kind of made my own stuff up, but um, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed doing that. Yeah, I, a very similar path myself. I, you know, when I started taking up guitar or whatever, I, I couldn't see any other purpose in it other than to write the songs that I, I wanted to get out there. Yeah as opposed to um, being interested in, in in playing other people's stuff. There was one or two. There was one or two tunes that I, I'd like to sit and noodle along to. Um, I think the, the first one ever was Christian Hirsch's song, um, uh, Pearl. But apart from that, <laughs> it was kind of, you know, most most other people's songs were, were, were kind of like, 
no they've done that and they probably will do it better so um yeah there is that i mean and, and i may be misremembering it may it may have been that i sat down and thought oh, i'm going to learn how to do this and then realized that it was really hard so it's far uh, so maybe maybe a slight bit of laziness in there as well but yeah <laughs> what those early days of making music what what sort of music were you making with, with um, a young band yeah so um i mean yeah i, I started with with a keyboard i think really so I, I, i've had a various keyboards and synths and stuff um since I, since i was a kid but i had, I had one which enabled you to kind of layer up different tracks on it so I, I started to make stuff like that and then i think at the same time i picked up a guitar and and started you know that kind of stuff and i think it was you know indie indie rock kind of uh music you know the, the band that I, I first joined um it was a it was a covers band but I, I played the bass in it um and then you know lots of you know radiohead blurb um all, all, that, all that kind of stuff it was good I mean, we used to play like you know epic two and a half hour sets with like 40 odd songs in them and uh, it was great fun learnt loads uh, but then i started to write stuff whilst whilst i was in that band and, and started bringing songs to the band and then gradually we morphed from being a covers band into one that um did, did our own material but it was yeah it's in that kind of in indie vein um firmly in a kind of a guitar world but um yeah i, I think the synth and electronic bit had always interested interested me a lot um but it wasn't until some some of the later bands that i managed to kind of start heading in that, that direction in terms of the, the music that, that i made so it was a gradual uh, evolution from guitar over to, to synth. As, as a young lad making that kind of music were, were you quite self-disciplined in terms of not overcooking it or did you find yourself with the, that beautiful technology where you can you can as you say overdub i i found myself in the early days just going and maybe one more track you know so it's like it's like that old yeah. uh monty python sketch about you know just one more wafer thin minute you just go just just put another track on there just to see before it explodes yeah i'm totally guilty of that um i think i was only limited by technology i guess so i had uh, i bought um a boss bra eight track um uh, recorder thing uh when it when it came out um so yeah i started you know from the off just layering things up and then once i've run out of tracks i bounce things down and add more and more stuff in um but i think it's just the way my kind of songwriting brain works you know, I, um I, I don't just come up with one bit it's like I, I come up with a bit and then instantly i'm hearing another bit and another bit so i, I need to lay it all down in order for it to kind of then make sense in my head um, so it's you know, and now I'm doing it on on a computer. Um, still, still using. I've not graduated above GarageBand yet, but um, it's you know, obviously you can just layer up track after track after track, and um, I, I do find it hard to discipline myself to just say, just yeah, it's probably all right now. I was, I was going to ask, are you, are you, do you feel you're better at that these days? Are, are you sort of a little bit more um, conscious of, you know, that's enough now? I've, yeah, I, I, I can stop there. I'm, I'm definitely more conscious of it. I think um, so. I, I try not to stuff my tracks with too much stuff going on, but but I lay it so like but I like to layer things up. So it, even if it's just like one sound or one vocal that's the same, I'll layer it up and layer it up because I like kind of rich, kind of warm sound. Yeah. Um, and, and also, but I, but I think you know the the limited time that I've got to to make music um 
kind of gives a bit of extra discipline because you kind of say, well, I can't just sit here for hours and just lay stuff up. I've only got you know, a couple of hours. So you've got to, it adds in that extra layer of discipline, which is probably quite a good thing, you know, because it forces you to take a break and to listen back and just not to bury your head in it and get too lost um, and self-absorbed in the music and actually kind of sit back and think, yeah, maybe I need to actually listen to this and see if it see if it works and then come back to it. So um, I think it's a more healthy way of, of doing stuff. Now, now you, I can see a record collection in the yes. background there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, what, where does that span? If 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 we were to dive into your record collection now, which is a a thing that you know I like to do when I go to people's houses. They kind of, you know, I send them out for a coffee or whatever, and by the time they come back, I'm I'm rifling amongst their records. Um, but yeah, what 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 would we find in there? Where where does it start? Where does it finish? Oh, good question. Um, there's, there's a lot in there. So I mean, I've got lots of um, what 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 I did. I, I used to buy CDs a lot um, until I don't know ten ten years ago, um, and started switching over to to buying buying records. So it was a mix of things in there. So I've, I've bought albums which i used to own on cd which i'd always wanted to have on vinyl so like lots of um what i deem kind of my, my favorite stuff from like mercury rev and flaming lips and granddaddy and delgados and, and uh, lots of bands like that so i kind of bought my favorite albums i've yeah. had represses or, or found the original ones lots of stuff that i've found in um in second hand record shops that I've, that's uh, the best I've, isn't it yeah, always good fun doing that. But then, then in recent times, lots of stuff that I've bought off Bandcamp from um, either independent bands or independent labels. Um, yeah, I started doing it, focusing my limited buying power on that during the pandemic. I think you know, just um, trying to support um, bands and, and labels a bit more, um, whilst you know, obviously doing gig and, and all that kind of stuff. And then just found that it's my more of my default place to look for stuff now um in Bandcamp because there's so much good stuff um so yeah so more and more you know independent stuff is is filling up my uh my, my shelves now which is yeah okay are there are there a couple of recommendations that you could make that, that, that you've bought recently um yeah um give us so, a flavor of what's going on in your head <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've um i've been buying quite a lot of stuff from um from the uh, happy robots uh label in recent times um, Nick Cromwell's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah got that um uh and uh, and um obviously analog trash uh, my, my, my label lots of good stuff coming out there and i think there'll be more more and more records coming out from from them soon um and i've got ooh, what did i get i've got some stuff from um um ooh, now you've, uh, you've, you've put me on the spot now um but yeah loads oh and also um not records per se but um some cassette stuffs um, and um cds so the t-shirt i've got now um q dot so it's another independent label i've been buying quite a lot of stuff from them oh and also um uh, an old friend uh, and musician uh, magic arm he got a, he's got a record out recently so i've got, got that too so yeah quite a lot of quite lots. brilliant now you've got a single out at the moment um, tell us a little bit about that. What, how did that come about? So yeah, so the the single is uh, the, the worst site that I've seen so far. Um, it's the first one taken from the the album that I'm putting out uh, later in the year, um, and it's well the single and and, and the album. They're inspired by um, 
letters that my my grandpa um, wrote to his brother during during World War Two. So my grandpa was uh, was kind of in the in the desert rats, um, so he fought all over all over loads of different countries um, during during the Second World War and um, wrote regularly um, to his brother, other members of the family as well, but mainly to to his brother, and um, he'd kept all the um, all those letters um, uh, his brother had. So in, in recent times, um, other family members have, have started pulling all those together and put them all together into this this big book, um, which I uh, uh, I borrowed um, last year and just reading through the letters, the stories in there, it was just incredible. But not so much you know gung ho kind of you know war battles, but more like the human side of it and mm. and uh, um, and a, a lot of actual humour and, and kind of deadpan ways of talking about things and. You know some some really kind of harrowing tales, but the way that that he talked about them was um, just just so so intriguing. And, and he's got a, he's a really beautiful writer as well. So the, the the prose was it just flowed. And and as I was reading them, it was at the time that I was um, you know trying to start working on on some lyrics for for the album as well. And it just kind of you know this it seemed like the the, the right kind of um, source to draw from. And it, it really worked when I started to. You know, use some of those words and turn them into, into lyrics. It, it, it just really worked with some of the melodies that I've, uh, that I put together. So, um, so that this one that I'm, that I'm putting out on Friday, um, it's it's from a one of the letters that was uh, quite early on. He was uh, fighting in uh, around Egypt, and he was um, we we caught dysentery, so he was he was in, in in a hospital bed, right right in this letter. Um, the the and, and what he described in it, it was, it's like a quite a fierce battle, but use all this kind of really poetic imagery like kind of comparing um the uh the, the fighting and the, the gunfire and everything that was going on to um fireworks that he'd seen at, at bellevue you know bellevue used to be this you know huge big thing in in, in manchester and you know had big fireworks displays and, and everything so he's kind of comparing it to that i thought it's just it's a really nice um well nice but harrowing kind, kind of image and that's really really intrigued me a way to try and incorporate that in, into the song so yeah do you, when, when i mean when you sort of trawl the, the metropolis that's the inter, internet these days or, or you know look on social media and it's a kind of throwaway term that some people would use these days as well isn't it that oh it's the worst thing you know that i've ever seen um you, you know is there a, a feeling with you as well ha having produced this this piece uh, or or the set of songs around that that actually we're just we have no idea these days <laughs> a lot of the time that we yeah. just really don't you know when we when we say things like that it kind of as a throwaway statement yeah, you know, it's, yeah. oh it's the worst thing we've ever seen you know it's it's nothing it's like oh it's the worst thing we've ever seen you know dfs have stopped having a sale you know it's just no <laughs> yeah yeah it totally puts it into perspective you know because the things that he's describing are literally the worst things that anyone could could see and but it was the interesting thing with with, with my grandpa and I'm, i think it's quite common with a lot of people who uh served in in the war in the war is he, he, he never talked about those experiences uh with his family growing up you know kept it all to himself so we, we only get you know, read stories from from the letters uh, that he wrote. So it's only a lot later that you know you kind of understand the different things that that he, that he saw. And it's so you 
you, you look at it through a different perspective because you're looking at it through through what you know now in, in, in more modern times rather than you know just tales that have been told over, over the years so it's um it's fascinating stuff but yeah you're right you know it is you know literally the worst things that, that you'd ever that you'd ever seen so did you feel a kind of pressure on you if you're taking that as your kind of subject matter to, that you kind of needed to do extra justice to it for yeah. him and the family yeah yeah totally um so it's but but in in a in a good way because I, th- I think it's it made me up my game um quite a bit both in terms of uh, the, the lyrics that i wrote and trying to make them work with the music so i made quite a lot of I'd done a lot of the music prior to putting the lyrics together, but then made a lot more changes to the music just to try and get everything better and um, as good as it as it could be. So I think, yeah, I felt I felt the pressure to do it justice, but I think that pressure has, has made it a lot better than it than it probably would have been. Yeah, will there will there be any of the um, will there be any of the book or sort of synopsis of the book or whatever coming out through? the material as well i mean you, in terms of you've obviously the lyrics will make reference to it etc but i mean will, will you actually maybe in terms of artwork or whatever kind of actually refer to that yeah yeah so i'm i'm, I'm working with, with with my friend um at the moment um he's a great designer and been in lots of bands bands we're in before so doing the artwork for the for the record and and yeah certainly using a lot of the the letters and other um artifacts that, that came out of that period to to inform the uh, the artwork for the record, but I, I think, but I'm I'm, I'm going to be I, I want to be kind of you know um, mindful and respectful of, of not showing too much of of the, the detailed letters because obviously they're you know the the private letters essentially. So it's it's trying to work the best ways to kind of get glimpses yeah, of balance and get the feel, but you know not just put everything out there because then they're, they're not mine to, to do that. Work, so. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting project. Is there you know, if if you could actually share it in a particular space, maybe, or or with a particular group of people, is there is there an ambition for that? I mean, you know, if you could like put it alongside maybe an exhibition of, you know, uh, that uh, things from the, the group of soldiers that went out in that particular area, would you would you do that? Yes, yes. I mean, things like that would be would be, would be amazing. You know, I, I love you know um mixing music with with art and, and other creative forms yeah in 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 a previous band um we did a uh, kind of commission to do a, a piece of music for for a painting uh the great artist joe simpson put a, an exhibition together and he'd done i think 12 different paintings and got a, a, a different band to to do a piece of music based on on that painting so um and then it got displayed in the gallery with you know with headphones with each piece and you listen to the piece of music as you as you looked at the art and it was, it was such a great thing to be involved in and again it's another one of them ones where you up your game you kind of you know you think well this is someone's you know giving me this opportunity to do this i want to i want to do it really well so it takes you out of your comfort zone and i think makes you work harder and makes you create yeah listen you've got a great pop voice vocally um did you did you just naturally discover that you got that voice or did you have to develop it or yeah um yeah i think um i've been singing for a long time but i would never um class myself as as, as an amazing uh, vocalist i think i've just kind of developed over time and um found found well, 
sounds cheesy, but you know, found my voice in a sense. Yeah, you know, I think I think I've always tried to not quite work. I've not quite known how to sing stuff or, or I've oversung stuff or un, undersung it. But I think in in the last few years, particularly with, with this debut disc um, stuff, I think I've, I've found the right level to, to pitch it at. Um, yeah. and, and I think it's it's coming across um, a lot better. Um, so was that a cha- was that a challenge for you again? Um, on this this latest record in terms of you know this is obviously a very emotive subject so you know did it challenge the voice as well in terms of yeah you know, yeah tone? yeah totally and, and I've, I've challenged myself in terms of um melodies and and range and um <clears throat> that, that in, in the songs that i've written as well um so yeah it's certainly uh stretched what i've, I've done previously um but Hopefully it's 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 working. I think what what I've benefit benefited from as well is um, I, I do um, some um, I, I play with a couple of friends um, just doing some uh, some some cover versions uh, just just for fun um, uh, now and again, and it's um, it's given me you know a, a new go, going back to what I said said before. Where I didn't do other people's songs. It, only in the last few years I started to learn some other people's songs, but I think it's helped in stretching my range a bit you know trying to see oh, actually you know whereas previously i thought I, I can't go that high or i can't go that low or i can't sing that note for that long practicing it with other people as they oh, maybe maybe i can so um it's it's again informed um me pushing myself a bit more in the songs uh, that i'm writing now no, no just so people know do you take this stuff out live or can you are you, are you looking to take this stuff out live and, and what would that involve in terms um, of yeah, so um, originally when I started WDIS, I didn't have any intentions of, of doing it live. Um, I think because I've been in loads of bands, um, done loads of things, um, had my fill. seen it, got the t shirt. Yeah, I just had my fill of, you know, trotting out to Manchester on a Monday night and playing to two people and then getting home at one in the morning and then going to work the next day. And so so I yeah. kind of got bored of all that. But um, in in recent in, in the last year or so, I've got more interested in the idea of, do, of doing it. Um, so I've been trying to work out how to do it, and I think my plan is to try and try and do it myself. So I've got I've got loop pedals, I've got synths, I've got sequencers, I've got drum machines. Um, a bit of a kind of a one man band kind of kind of thing, um, but trying to avoid using you know taking a laptop with me. I want to you know create the music while while I'm there as, as much as I can. Um, so I've got the first gig um, uh, booked in for the end of May. Um, Fantastic. Uh, Where's that? It's a, it's a festival called Party in the Pews in, in Macclesfield. Um, so that will be my, my debut um, WDIS live performance. So um, wow. it could all go terribly wrong, or, but hopefully it will <laughs> all go all, all right. I, I, I'll see. But yeah, so if it goes well, um, I'd like to do, to do more see how it works but i well, think i'll need to you know, if you're in the macclesfield area get down and support well, well yeah please do please see but I, you know i think the songs will inevitably sound quite different live because it will just be me so i won't be able to layer stuff up as much so i'll need to kind of rearrange them but again it's kind of another nice creative way of, of looking at it rather than just going okay i'll just re- recreate this actually i'll yeah uh, do this differently what's a different way of doing it a lot if you can crack it at a festival then you can crack it going forward because festivals are notoriously difficult in order to get a good sound and um and 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 
sort everything out because you know you're literally following on the tail feathers of somebody on stage and then you've got to get off stage pretty damn quick because it's just a continuous conveyor belt um yeah. <laughs> so. I, think, I think particularly as I'll, I'll probably have about you know five or six different instruments that i'll have to quickly assemble into some kind of uh, yeah. musical form you'll, you'll need to take some mates with you to yeah. to kind of help just get it all into into place pretty quickly yeah. or I might, I might just take my children and assign them some, some oh, that's music. a great idea and that's hope we don't drop stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh, get them trained up early on uh, now listen it's been absolutely lovely talking to you about uh about your music and uh where it's going just so people know where can they get hold of uh your music from um so, other, than, other than from analog trash obviously because well i was yeah, so uh, Animal Trash, of course, um, my, my my lovely new home. Um, but yeah, Bandcamp uh, is is always uh, the, the go-to place. Um, and obviously, I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and all all those streaming services. Um, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram and and all that um, for uh, semi-regular updates of what's going on in the in the world of Debbie Discs. But um, but yeah, Bandcamp uh, I'd say is a go-to place. So the single singles out on this this friday um and not got a oh, date. Bank camp friday so that's good well, you know. well yeah yeah but not got not got a date for the album yet hopefully sometime in the summer but yeah um when the album comes out are you, are you hoping to you're going to release that on the physical format as well as um download yeah. so so the plan is to to get that on 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 lovely lovely vinyl so i'll be able to add it to my uh to my, to my uh, collection bit behind us uh yeah so that's the plan um have a have a physical release um some kind of some kind of launch show uh in in some form or another um but yeah we've got all, got all that to plan out but for, for now um get this single out and, and hopefully a couple more um and hopefully uh get a bit of interest well, there you go. So, if 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 people uh, can follow on Analog Trash, you go to Analog Trash and, and and you know sign up to the newsletter. If not, there's the supporters club, so that they would get absolutely access to it as it comes out. Um, and then you know also give you a follow on Bandcamp as well, and then you'll get you'll get a notification of uh, when that's available to to pre-order. No doubt, um, yeah. making it ever so much more easy for everyone to uh to to be able to afford to produce it for you um <laughs> that's it because that's the way it works you know pre-order your music these days it's the best way of supporting an artist that way they uh they've got the some of the money in the bank before they have to pay the checks out themselves um and and, and maybe a t-shirt as well right you and i both love a a band t-shirt so you know maybe a, maybe a t-shirt yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for getting some t-shirts out by the end of the year. So that will, uh, I need, I need to speak to my, my lovely designer friend, um, who is busy beavering away uh, very kindly on my uh, vinyl artwork at the moment. So I, I might just uh, slip that in later on in the year. That's it. Well, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me today, James. Um, and as I said once before, uh, if you're in the Macclesfield area, um, when, what, the, what's the date of that? It is the. 27th of may it's the bank holiday weekend the saturday oh, well, that's going to be a, yeah that uh, hopefully by then the cold snap will have gone and we'll be in wonderful glorious sunshine uh yeah. so that sounds like a great sort of uh day out really uh why wouldn't you do that so get down there and and, and give debris this the your support on the day 
uh, on you know and you can say what well, it was his first live outing i was there when i saw that thank you so much for joining me today james uh that's been another my music with me graham Cove. uh we've got more interviews coming later this week so uh subscribe stay tuned um and come back later on but for now bye for now